Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast show. We've got a great show lined out for you today. We have Derek and Kaylee White joining us, our first guests of our show. And uh, Andrea, why don't you welcome our guests? All right. Welcome, Derek and Kaylee. We're excited to have you and excited to hear what you have to share with us today. Thanks for having us. Derek entered the Marine Corps in 2010. Derek, how old were you in 2010? I signed the papers with my parents uh, at 17 in 2009, and then I officially enlisted in 2010 at 18. Served in the Marines from 2010 to 2014. Um, Active duty since then. Um, Is still active military now. Spent two years deployed on and off in Afghanistan as a combat veteran. And then uh, 2015 transferred to the Air Force, where he currently is serving our country and uh, we are honored to have him and his wife, Kaylee, with us today. Guys, um, where do we want to get started? I think I want to start with the first question, Derek. You said that you signed when you were 17. Mm-hmm. When did you know that you wanted to go into the military, and when, how did you choose the Marines? I think it started, uh, you know, just as long as I can remember, my dad bought me a Red Ryder BB gun. Uh, camo paint camo uh played a lot in the woods as a kid um and i just rotated that into uh the old as i got older my dad introduced the history channel to me and uh military channel and uh then that rolled right into movies like same private ryan black hawk down uh series like band of brothers in the pacific uh, which focused on the uh, European theater where the Army was, and then the Pacific, which was the uh, Marine Corps, Marine Corps the- uh, theater in uh, World War II. So, um, and I think that's, th- I just had that drive for the military, uh, playing, you know, with toy soldiers and stuff like that. And then uh, when I turned 17, um, I quit sports, quit, I was playing baseball for Derby, and uh, I just, uh, I was quit and mainly I started working out. I really enjoyed working out. And, uh, then senior, senior year came and my mom asked me, you know, you know, what, what do you want at the time I was living with my mom? And she's like, you know, what, what are you thinking about doing? Uh, you know, you're going to go to college, you, you know, play ball. Or are you going to, you know, join the military? And, uh, honestly her, she was the one that mentioned the Marine Corps. And cause I was kind of more army cause my grandfather was in the army. But uh, I was like, well, I'll look into the Marine Corps. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of Marine Corps movies out there. I don't, I don't know if you guys notice that or not, but there's plenty on the Army. Uh, Navy. And Navy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's one on the Marine Corps. It's Full Metal Jacket. A legitimate movie. Everything's got a Tollywood spin, but Full Metal Jacket is the Marine oh. Corps one. And uh, it definitely opened my eyes to what I thought was the best. And so I looked into it and then the Marine Corps commercials, you know, dress blues and mm-hmm. uh, they just stood out amongst the rest. And uh, definitely the there's smaller, you know, you know, I think there's on average 170,000 active duty and reserve Marines. And with every other branch, I don't think it starts out at about 300,000 or more, you know, um, so it's definitely a difference. Mm-hmm. So that's been almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure military life has um, had its ups and downs. One thing I know about it, you're a proud member of our forces. And uh, we, we are blessed to know you and, and proud of you and your family. 
what when you think about maybe one or two of the best parts when you're looking back over the last 10 years what have you enjoyed the most what has been the best part of this journey so far i think the best part was meeting uh my brothers in the marine corps and uh traveling around the world with them and uh embracing what misery has to offer <laughs> and also the you know what the joy of uh of what what it has offered too and um i we all i don't i'm not there's a couple marines that are still in that i know but every single one of us got out and did our own thing and we're traveling to arizona in december and then they're coming back here to try uh, kansas to hunt with me during duck season and then we're going to pennsylvania and next may for a wedding and then uh um, Texas, I got, I feel like 70% of the Marine Corps is from Texas. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I travel all up and down Texas and see my buddies and that, that stands apart, uh, to me as, as some of the greatest times and, and worst times of my life too. And then, uh, another thing is just the different cultures and, uh, I'm sure we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, but the different cultures actually leave the United States and, our great wonders and, and just how we live and go to a third world country, even to me, less than a third world country and see what they have. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have it really good. So, but, uh, yes, that, we do. <laughs> but traveling and, and you guys know through missions, that's, that's what, uh, you know, traveling, um, is, is an eye opener, whether it be good or bad, but I think any, everyone should leave the United States at some point in their life and, Amen. Yes. and yes, go so see we. what, you know what is out there whether it be right. through missions uh the military or uh you know college i don't know uh and and if you don't feel like safe traveling talk to uh a foreigner or someone who's got gained their citizenship here in america uh united states <laughs> yeah. uh and, um, and just you know talk yeah. to them and see how it is yeah for sure um kaylee this question's for you um, can you just tell us a little bit what it's like to be married to somebody who's on um, just active duty and then not only active duty, but also had several deployments? Um, well, Derek and I, we got married really young. So typically when kids are going to college, uh, I moved out and I was married. So I lived in a house by myself, which was very, very scary for me because I had slept with my sister in the same bed since I was five years old. <laughs> Uh -huh. So I I can remember times when he was deployed because when he was in the Marine Corps, he was in the field. He didn't have a phone. Um, there was no communication other than an occasional letter. And so I'd yeah, say there was no service. Uh, no service. Yeah, there's no, I had a phone, but it was like it was a brick. I literally only listened to music on it, and it would die. And there's no hope there. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. And we lived in California, so I lived in a beautiful area. Camp Pendleton is probably one of my favorite bases we've ever been to. Yeah. So I was able to walk down from our house to the beach. Okay. And um, honestly, just the environment was so exciting because you'd be walking down the street and you would see, what are those? Uh, there'd be Ospreys, you know, 53 helicopters, mm -hmm. uh, guys parachuting out of the back of helicopters. Yeah, people jumping out of planes. Uh, she was on the beach. <laughs> she was, I was in the field, actually, in uh, Yuma, Arizona, and she told me that 
she was on the beach with her friend and, and Marines were coming out of the out water. The water. I mean, and I was like, what is going on yeah, over there? They were training. <laughs> they were like, hitting on them wow. too. <laughs> yeah, they do hit on all the young girls out there. Yeah, so. But yeah, you just get to experience fun things. And then typically you're by yourself when you go out to eat and you, and you meet other women that are by themselves and other wives. And then you begin to create a new family and you're all about the same age. So it's really yeah. fun to be able to be with other women who are also alone and to be able to experience. It's almost like traveling because you, you don't live there, but you do live there. And it's such a short time. It's almost like you're on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. It doesn't seem short when you're out there, but after you leave, you're like, wow, I wasn't. <laughs> I was, that was that was pretty short. But yeah, they have their own camaraderie, you know, wives and uh, whatnot, too. So. Yeah. And I'm still friends with all those women today. Mm-hmm. Most of them, at least. And. A yep. lot of them are still in. A lot of their husbands are still in, and they're all in different places. So, uh-huh. yeah. Guys, I would like to know, you know, especially as a uh, pastor, um, a spiritual leader in our community, what are some things that the the church can do? Uh, and it doesn't have to be just the church, but neighbors, friends, family, people that care. What are, what are some things that we can do better to help minister to um, our military? And I think it's significant with you guys because you can kind of look at it from a handful of different perspectives. Right. You know, um, there are different, uh, I don't know if seasons is the right word for it, stages mm-hmm. of the military. You know, you're active in the military now, but what you're dealing with now is a lot different than when you were deployed in Afghanistan. And so whether it's, um, you know, um, when a spouse is deployed, you know, how do we, what can we do for the person that is deployed? What can we do for the spouse that's back home? And maybe sometimes there's kids involved. And then um, another big question, maybe we need to take them one at a time. But another big question on the on the back end that I have a lot of um, just curiosity about is helping with PTSD mm-hmm. and um, ministering to people on the back end of deployment in war zones. So right. uh, maybe let's start first of all with just during kind of that first four years, um, and maybe. What can we do to be ministering to families like yours? Let me start. Yeah, go ahead. So from the, the wife's aspect, the husband is gone and he's mission-minded. So when he leaves, he's focused on the mission. He's focusing on not dying. He's focused on doing his job. So for the women, you're back home. You're doing everything that you're doing and everything that your husband was doing. And then for people with kids, they're taking care of the kids completely. And a lot of active duty military do not have family around. So that is a challenge for them because you don't have babysitters. You, you mean, if you don't plug into a church or, or to families, really you're kind of by yourself and the devil knows that you're alone. So anything that could go wrong goes wrong when he's deployed. Yeah. It's- Everything's perfect. <laughs> and then the minute I leave and I get to where I'm going, I could be, you know, up to a week in itself because mm-hmm. I don't have my cell phone on until I get there and then I can hook up to a Wi-Fi in, in the Air Force, uh, hook up to a Wi-Fi and, and talk to her. So, you know, and then it's like everything, you know. <laughs> Cars will break. Houses will flood. I've had yeah. multiple times where our house flooded. 
And luckily, I was plugged into a church, and we had somebody from our church live across the street, so he was able to come over and help me. Yeah. So for stuff like that, um, just checking in on the families, I think that would give the husbands a peace of mind, too, to know that there's like yeah. a backup plan because he's not there to protect. Sure. And, you know, yeah. and, and on a side note, it's not all on the church either. You know, right. the family... Uh, they needed to get more involved, you know, when, when we first started going to church, uh, you know, it didn't, it wasn't that hard to get involved with our church. I mean, they're all around. It's as if almost everyone I would think would be in the military with how we meet people's needs and, and, and produce that, that, that family, that camaraderie in itself to help families out. So, but you have to go forward and, and, and and meet other people and go to their their barbecues or or go you know do things that you know are going on inside the church go meet those people and and step outside your uh your you know lateral limits and and uh i think that that helps too it's great advice i think twofold first of all just to um those that are wondering what can be done first thing i'm hearing is be willing to reach out and just ask if there is a need and make it known hey we're here to help and then on the flip side of that it's very difficult to help somebody that won't let you know there's a need. And yeah. so you do sometimes have to, if you're on that receiving end where you need a hand, you've got to be willing to reach out and let somebody know. Um, let's talk a little bit about PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a very real thing in the military, especially for combat veterans. Um, I've known Derek and Kaylee now for coming up on three years. And... Um, And I know that he's active duty. I know that he's been in uh, real war scenarios. Mm -hmm. And um, you do incredibly well. Um, I'm not saying there aren't any signs at all, but I don't see them. And so a couple of questions that I would have for you concerning this whole thing um, are, number one, did you have a period of time coming out of the military? Uh, not necessarily, excuse me, let me reword that, coming back from war, that it was m- more difficult than it is now because you seem incredibly highly functional, no issues whatsoever. That's my right. first question. Second question is, you know, um, how would you advise your brothers and sisters out there that are coming back from, from war? that have not been able to hold it together um, and you have, you know what I mean? So you've been there, there's something you can speak to these um, great people that I can't because I haven't been there, I don't know. And mm-hmm. so how have you held it together? And then I got a few more questions just about the big yeah. picture of PTSD. So let's start with that. Uh, I was taught at a very young age to know who's come before you and to I, I know pretty much my main wars that I've studied and actually read books on and, 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 and I don't read books and I've actually read books on and watched movies on and watched history, uh, history channels are history channels, uh, on is, uh, you know, world war one, world war two, uh, the Korean war, Vietnam war, uh, every war, uh, has it's, it's bad. And I mean, it just anyone that wants to, look into the past can look at the battle of Bella wood in 1918 or, you know, look at the chosen reservoir and, uh, how our troops literally froze to death standing up, talking to each other in Korea. Uh, the enemy's breathing on you in Vietnam. Uh, 
you know, and then World War Two, you know, jungle rot, malaria is the enemy. And then you also have to fight Japanese. Uh, you know, those are all things I take into consideration when I know what me and my boys went through in uh, Afghanistan. And it's honestly a faceless enemy, uh, whether that be, you know, through IEDs or, you know, sniper fire, or, you know, random machine gun fire, or RPGs or whatever the case may be. Uh, the enemy wasn't breathing on me. Uh, I wasn't suffering from malaria and, uh, I wasn't being shelled for weeks on end. Uh, but I'd advise if, if there's a service member who doesn't know, which I, I would hope they most, most of them do know to actually do some research on, on who's come before us. And, and that mm-hmm. was instilled in me at a very mm-hmm. young age. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I, I don't do a woes me card. Uh, but I will say this when I did, it wasn't when I got back from Afghanistan that I had problems. I would say when I got out of the Marine Corps, I just, I don't, I wouldn't consider it PTSD. I would just consider it a loss of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and the running joke in, you know, the Marine Corps is, you know, PTSD is just knowing that you'll never be that cool again. And honestly, that's, that hits hard. You know, I, I know people who played, you know, professional ball and, and they deal yeah. with the same stuff, you know, yep. and it, it's, it's a fact. And, uh, so I would say just, uh, and communicate with one another. Um, I talk, I've been in a group message with the guys in my fire team or my squad for over nine years now, the same group message. <laughs> I get a new phone and what do you know, the next day I got a new group message going. So communicate with your guys. If you don't feel comfortable communicating with other people, uh, communicate with your guys. Um, and then, uh, another thing is constantly staying busy. Mm-hmm. If hunting season isn't here for four or five months and I'm not gone doing that, then it's fishing season, then it's frogging season, then it's dove season, then it's pheasant. I mean, we're, I'm always harvesting turkey. Uh, you name it, I'm doing something in the outdoors and, and releasing, you know, whatever it may be uh, over for the last nine, ten years. And I think uh, – and I can see the difference in – my guys that I stay in communication with that are constantly busy. A lot of them own their own companies now. I mean, right. they're doing very good for themselves. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm yeah. actually one of the only few that I actually still talk to that is still in the military. And uh, I would just say staying busy and uh, keeping your mind moving mm-hmm. and uh, finding a hobby and, and sticking to it. Yeah, and I say so, motivation as well because when they're yeah. in the military, they're so driven and they're so motivated constantly that if you get out and you don't do anything, that motivation kind of – just, yeah, if you haven't, it's itself, like it's sometimes. depression because yeah. every single day you're so motivated, so task oriented, you know, that mission and you have a bigger purpose. Yeah. So when he got out, really, the only signs I ever saw was when he was sleeping and it's because his mind was off. So during the day, he was always focused on working out and and what he can do to better himself, really. Yeah. So he took one thing of motivation and moved it to another area. So and then, you know, drinking. I don't care who you are. If you drink to get drunk, you're going to be dealing with things that you, you don't know you had before. And then, uh, you know, you can do anything through Christ. And even before I was saved, I I was praying my whole life. You know, I, I grew up in, in a Christian home and uh, someone was on the other end of that line, you know, and uh, there was someone to talk to. So. And I remember you sharing it once before about a Navy SEAL who talked about suicides and, and the military and stuff like that. And it's because of just like everything else going on in our nation is, is a lack of God. Yeah. And uh, there, there's no other fix 
you know, for what's going on in our lives other than God. And, and he's there yeah. uh, every day, day in and day out, even even through the storms, which if you're going through a storm, you know, you know, it's a kind of a good thing because you're going to come out on the other side, too. So but uh, I would just say those are my main points on that. So. Speaking of storms. So, you know, you, you mentioned thinking about war that even the way really the war is fought today and probably forevermore is very different than what it was by our forefathers. And so um, that said, in my lifetime, we haven't ever seen anything this crazy from coast to coast happening in our country. Yeah. Um, And I mentioned it on last week's podcast that it's not the worst it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what we go through, I'm convinced there's just no way it's going to be as bloody, as violent, as painful as the real Civil War was. That said, it's still the worst it's been in my life. Yeah. And it's, it's a yeah. time of chaos, a lot of division, and you're somebody that has literally given your life to this country um, pledged your allegiance to our flag and have fought to keep us safe and to keep the freedoms that we have intact. What would you um, want to say? And I have really the same question for Kaylee. What would you want to say to your country right now in this very divided time? Um, I would just say, First of all, I think it, it starts with uh, lack of respect for authority, adults, uh, the law. Um, I, I think a, a lot of kids are in the country, but I've seen the videos and I see a, a majority of them are, I would believe, 20 to 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my age. I'm 28 now. And, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, they, they just lost the lack of authority and they're, they're hanging out with the wrong crowd and they haven't been introduced to those battles i mean you know there was what's going on in the world is for slavery or or whatever the case may be but there was hundreds of thousands that died i I think it was like six hundred twenty thousand white men or or whatever soldiers that perished uh to free what was uh what was started and uh you know i would just say with with what's going on in the world is is know your history yeah. And go back to you know knowing what's come before. You don't follow the crowd because uh, they're they're going out and you know acting like idiots. You know, make your own path. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm telling you, it goes back to getting involved in a church. And 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 you know, these parents need to get their kids involved with the church, or they need to they need to get them involved with sports or some type of authority. Which I know you preached on that last week about having a coach. Right. Uh, if it wasn't my dad, there was a coach telling me and guiding me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derby baseball coach, and um, you know he he guided me. Even I would say that also helped with my decision to join the military and just build me who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, but making their own path and and choosing to hang out with them wisely, you know the the, the right group wisely, you know, and uh, and just quit with the whole entitled uh, mm-hmm. mentality, <clears throat> uh, you know take some steps, you know, overseas and, and see what's going on in other nations, whether that be through missions trips or deployments, join the military or, uh, 
like we were discussing earlier, talking to a foreign citizen who's came here, uh, which our, we have a buddy whose who's mom got her citizenship here from Singapore, and that was during the Vietnam era. And, um, you know, talk to them mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, pick their brain. And, you know, even people who came from Mexico and, and got their citizenship here, talk to them. And uh, really know what it's like because, you know, outside of Derby, Kansas, you don't know what it's like. And we're, we live the, we could be in the worst situation in America and we still have the best situation in the world. Yes. Yeah. That's the truth. And Absolutely uh, it is. you don't have to join the military to see that, you know. Right. Um, Katie, what about you? What would you want your country to know right now? I would, we actually were talking about this last night. We were talking about selfishness. I feel like everything is. Right now is selfish. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a part of something that is motivating to them. That I mean, I think in their hearts there might be some good intentions where they're coming from. They're trying to stand their ground on certain things that they feel are appropriate. But at the end of the day, you know, um, when Jesus was here and he, he took on the cross, nobody liked him then. and And he went and he did something even though we unsaved people didn't know that we needed it at that time he did it selfishly you know um selflessly selflessly and when it comes to the military and our our police officers and you know they sign that dotted line and they they get paid for what they do but they are putting so much on the line for our freedom and i don't feel like if you've been outside of our country that you truly understand the freedoms that we have and so even the younger generation going into the military, um, Derek's been dealing with, uh, it's self, yeah. it's selfish service. They go into it for school. They go into it for perks. They get in and instantly they want to go to school. It, it's not about giving up something for the freedom of your country. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I mean, you lose the sense of pride in America. So. Yeah, it's, it, it is even in the military I've seen it's, it's turned and it, young, younger kids, you know, twenties, about 2021, 20, it's been pretty consistent with my new airman coming in that uh it is uh self before service rather than service before self and uh it's you know so it's even crept its way into you know wow. the air force um yeah. i've been out of the marine for marines for a minute so i i don't know what it, that's like but uh i've noticed the difference in these kids that are coming in so and honestly, we're raising our children right now. We're giving them everything they need. There's no, you know, they're just so spoiled now. So they grew up so entitled. And yeah. stay off of TikTok and, and, <laughs> and all those apps and go go read the history book. Amen. Just pick one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can guarantee, you know, they're just not teaching them right either these days. You know, but they're, they're handcuffed too. I, I get it. You know, you can right. teach a, a curriculum and, and go to the left or right of that and you possibly aren't going to be able to feed your family. So it's just such a weird time that we live in um, that, you know, standing up for the flag is, you know, considered wrong. And, and, and I just, I can't, I can't believe it, uh, but they've never draped uh, flags over their, you know, comrades or butt mm. brothers or, or, you know, so and and <laughs> the statues they're they're taking down a lot of them freed slaves. So I, I don't know, uh, but crazy it's, time, crazy, crazy time. time. It's uh, it's it's insane. And and I was gonna say, you know, Jesus tells us to love Him first, then love others. And ultimately, I feel like we're loving ourselves first in everything we do, and we and we teach our children and we raise up our families because we love them so much. But we're teaching them to love themselves first, yeah. and so ultimately, there's no sacrifice there. And God says, you know, you need to pick up your cross and follow 
me. And a lot of people are willing to pick up that cross. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're, you're entitled to, you know, your opinion. You're just not entitled to act like an idiot, you know, and there's a law that, you know, you need to follow. So. And honestly, it's, it's a shame. I've seen women give folded flags for their husbands and their sons. And to watch that get burned. Yeah. Yeah. For somebody who's, you know, sacrificed so much. Yeah, they haven't lived on Camp Pendleton while we're gone all the time. These these wives and their yeah. their families are uh, they see men come to their doors in uniforms and uh, you see that car and you're not sure if it's going to be your house. Yeah, it's so. tough. Yeah. Well, it's important to be speaking the truth. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because if, if people don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that's really the tactic of the enemy to silence us all, keep right. us from speaking the truth so that yeah. our children don't know. And, um, and you can, you are, we are the minority now, so you feel like you're going to get shouted down. But right. we've got to be brave enough to say it doesn't matter if the whole world is screaming something. This is what's true, yeah. and being right. selfless does matter, and right. um, honoring people and people's property, and selflessly serving one another and your country is an honorable thing. Right. Uh, respecting authority is an honorable thing, right. and to abandon all of this only leads to chaos and destruction, and um, man, we, we need... Uh, we need people to stand up and say these things in our communities and workplaces and uh, the public square because um, for some reason we have come to a place in this country where common sense is not common anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Random sense. Yeah. Um, you guys started a ministry about a year ago, the No Retreat Ministry. Yeah. And so <laughs> let's take a few minutes and you guys want to tell us about the ministry and um, maybe even a little bit how people can get involved or how they can help. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a small group. Uh, we do fellowship and, and majority of the time we cook food and just hang out. And, uh, you know, we just uh, right now it's, it's not a numbers thing. Uh, we've been <laughs> hanging out with the same families and a couple families here and there. But, uh, I mean, it is, it is good quality time that we have together. And uh, we, we started it with uh, Joshua and Stephanie Rainey. Uh, mm-hmm. They also go to the well and uh, plays the drums. Um, and I mean, we just have a great time with them. It's it's every Tuesday right about now. We may shift it, but uh, about once a week, once sense. every other week. But uh, um, the main thing that we're going to start doing now, since we've shifted to different services at nine and uh, ten twenty, um, is uh, Pastor Gary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how he goes through that. Um, uh, that lesson at 9 a.m., uh, we are actually, I think, going to follow through with that that Sunday night and either read forward or go over what he preached about. And uh, I think we're going to move it to a small group and open it. Right now, it's been military members or prior military members or law enforcement. But I think we're going to open up to just having a small group uh, because he's really digging into the word. And I think there's more that we could be discussing, you know, after that so um what's your long-term goal with no retreat ministries uh i actually talked to josh today and was talking about podcasts and just discussing uh 
whatever it may be, or even going over history, you know, that we're, yeah. you know, yeah. just things that people may not know that he can, uh, that he's got, you know, knowledge on, or that I've got knowledge on, um, you know, and just helping out families. And like you said, a lot, I mean, I don't know, I don't really listen to music anymore. I just throw earbuds on and listen to you preach or, a, you know, a podcast, podcast or yeah. diesel mechanic talk about trucks or a hunting podcast. So if we can be part of that for someone's listening, I think that'd help out too. And he's got a really awesome. nice setup too. Sounds nice as this, but uh, <laughs> it is, it is, it is, uh, it is a nice, uh, nice setup. And, uh, um, ultimately we, we just want to see military members be able to open up because that, that's a big thing. A lot of them, yeah. they keep to themselves. They go to work, do the mission, go home, and they stay to themselves. So we really, if you could be praying that uh, God anoints us, one, uh, two, that pride would fall in the military mm-hmm. and people would be more willing to be open and to receive one God's word and to be able to just communicate with each other. Yeah, there's a lot of pride in the military and, you know, and when we get together, I don't even know if we mention, like, talk about military. We just we just have a good time and enjoy time and i mean mm-hmm. i think re- and we also talked about throwing up a white blanket and doing a uh in josh's backyard and steph's backyard a movie Projector, night yeah. you know sure. i mean just yeah. st- and kids could be there and sure. you know we got drake on the way and i mean <laughs> so it's not you know military guys and myself you know we don't want to get out of military and start talking about military after i mean so i understand you know uh um but just hanging out and yeah. um it's a good time. Knowing you're there for one another. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I got two more questions. I don't know if you got anything that you want to ask Andrea, but first question is um, kind of addressing parents that have um, 16, 17, 18 year old sons and daughters that are, um, you know, interested in the military, yeah, but mom and dad might be a little nervous about that. Um, you know, what would you say to parents and then also to these young kids that are contemplating, but they're just not real sure. What, what would you say to, uh, that group of people? I would say pray about it. Uh, if you're the kid, you know, just pray about it and sleep on it. And again, goes back to reading about the different branches or what they've done in the prior battles and, and what their, their expertise are. And, uh, I knew when I joined the Marines, I wanted to carry a rifle and, and be in a, in a unit, in a cohesive unit and rely on other guys just as much as they relied on me and just be that, that fluid water uh, in some type of operation, no matter how small or big it was. Um, and then now uh, I'm in the Air Force and honestly, it's been so good to me. Like I, I wake up and I know when I'm coming home for the most part and it's Monday through Friday uh, you know, one week in a month and, you know, deployments really, you know, I have communication with my wife unlike mm-hmm. when I was in the Marines and, uh, it all depends on what you want to do. I'm not going to tell someone who doesn't shoot weapons and, and clean weapons. I mean, my dad had me shooting an M14 at the <laughs> a steel butt plate weapon when I was, I don't know, nine or 10 years old. So I've been around weapons a whole lot. That's probably good, good to join the Marine Corps and, and go uh, do your deal there. But if someone maybe wanting to be a doctor or wanting to, you know, be a dentist or wanting to uh, be a, you know, an, uh, an engine mechanic uh, and, and work on engines, you know, maybe join the Air Force or, you know, join tanks or, join you know, it just depends on what they want to do. But uh, 
I mean, I do got to say this, that I've never heard someone regret joining the Marine Corps. I've heard people say that, you know, they wish they would have joined or they were going to join uh, the Marines and they didn't. So, uh, I mean, the least you could do is get that Marine Corps shirt and then go on and, and live uh, a better life, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> so, but I would say it just depends on what you want to do. But every branch has their expertise in what they do. So read up on that. And then also every branch has such a vast uh, variety of jobs. I mean, they have everything out there, especially nowadays, you know, with the technology and everything going on. So, um, I mean, we got we got guys who deploy uh, to McConnell and fly predators <laughs> at their their desk and then they go home. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, try telling them World War Two vet that <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. So uh, just follow your heart and what you want to do and what you find, uh, you know, enjoyable before you join the Marine Corps, and you, or not the Marine Corps, the military, and you could probably do that in the military. So, Andrew, you got any questions? That's good. Um, I really just wanted to say how much we appreciate you guys and appreciate your service to our country and your willingness to sacrifice. And I, it's big and it's awesome. And I know often that it's very overlooked, especially if you're not an active part of it. And right. So. We, we appreciate the church and the family and the friends that we've made through it and how appreciative everyone is and, and loving and um you know we live in a great town mm-hmm. and uh but we you know we have we we're growing up in an amazing church and church family so oh and for wives and families th- there are tons of resources on base so in the marine corps when we got married we, we were like 19 20 years old and they actually made it mandatory to where you would have to go to meetings as a spouse so you could get connected and find out where you can find things because when they're gone i mean it's so easy to slip into gluttony um I mean, overspending, tons of stuff that fills that void of them being gone. Mm -hmm. And if you go and you plug in somewhere, the Marine Corps made it mandatory. The Air Force does not. So on on base here on McConnell, there's an actual readiness center that you could go. There's so many pamphlets and so many people there to help you to get connected. One, to find jobs, because I know for spouses, that's a big deal. You you move every, I don't know, three to four years, and it's hard to find a job. So if you go on base, they actually put your resume out there, and they, they help you find jobs. They have job fairs on base. Yeah. And there's that. And then also using us, you know, myself, Kaylee, Josh, and Steph, you know, we're no novice to the military. If you guys, if, you know, veterans or or service members active have any questions or concerns, uh, they can come to No Retreat Ministry and and talk to us. And, uh, you know, and I know there's people who actually worked in those organizations that go to our church. Right. uh, You know, family readiness uh, that can help out, too. So uh, we we have such, I mean, you and I were talking about gutters before we started this on someone at the church that can do it and this and that. I mean, there's someone at our church that can do everything. Yeah. And ultimately, when we joined, uh, when he joined the Marine Corps, we were very young. We got married very young. So, um, for those wives that are, one, you're you're leaving home at 18, 19 years older than you're married. That's a whole different dynamic for somebody who waits till after college to get married. Yeah. So, 
to be honest, it's it's nice to know that there's other people that will experience what you experience, one, in marriage and in family life, because it's really hard for moms to let kids go at 17, 18 years old, but then again, they have a wife now. So that's a whole new dynamic, and we have seen in counseled couples that that's a huge struggle is between mom and, and the new daughter-in-law, but that those are just troubled waters because they're so young. Yeah, yeah. And, and so being around people who have journeyed through that actually makes the process a lot easier because you have to give each other grace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more than just like deployments and stuff. I mean, you're growing pains. You, you're, you're married to the military, Mm -hmm. you know, you and your spouse are, so it's needs come first. And, uh, so yeah, just, just communicate and open up with, you know, like-minded folks. and And one thing I would recommend for families when, when, uh, they come home from deployments is allow the family some space because everybody yeah. wants to come over knocking on your door. Cause he's been gone. He's been gone six months, eight months and everybody wants to see him yeah. Well, he needs to debrief from what he just experienced for the last six to eight months. And it's sometimes even hard for him to be around me. Yeah. I, I'm t- yeah. You talk about space. Uh, when I get home, I just, uh, I just want to, you know, I just, <laughs> I just want to relax and, uh, you know, just space too i mean people want space i mean don't be surprised if you guys don't see a family for a while after the deployment they didn't didn't hack them up or anything they're just they're just (laughs) going on a vacation or just going and doing their thing together or you know going into the outdoors and just i got a dog now and i'd take her and go fishing or something it's just uh just wind down time yeah and uh, i'm sure you guys understand from traveling through missions and, and stuff like that you guys just you know, just relax and, and, uh, wind down and then you can start it up right after that. So, yeah. well guys, thank you so much for being with us, sharing a little bit of uh, your life and giving us some insight to what it's like in the military. Um, I mean this sincerely when I look at the, uh, crisis our country is in, mm-hmm. we need more young people that are willing to sacrifice and take this journey that you guys have. You're an incredible example to um, mm-hmm. our, our sons and daughters, and we are honored to know you and in a lot of ways excited because um, I'm convinced our relationship just getting started. Right. Yeah. We are just on the front end of it. And so, yeah. Andrew, I'll let you finish this out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Joplin Andrea podcast today. We hope that you guys have a great weekend and happy 4th of July. Thanks.